Life Audio. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We want families to come here and gain insightful strategies that empower them to successfully teach diverse learners at home. Hosted by founder and CEO of Sped Homeschool, Peggy Ployer. Our goal is that these powerful weekly conversations will boost your confidence to cultivate the best at-home learning environment for your student. For more homeschool resources, go to spedhomeschool.com. You're listening to Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. We'll start the conversation with Peggy and her guests next. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool, a nonprofit that empowers families to home educate diverse learners. To learn more, visit spedhomeschool.com. Here's Peggy Ployer. Today, we are going to talk about ways to include grandparents in at-home learning. And my special guest is Leilani Melendez. Leilani is a homeschooling mom of four kids, and she applies her 10-plus years of experience as a middle school classroom teacher to provide homeschool evaluator services to Florida families. She also shares guidance, resources, and support through her YouTube channel, Living with Eve and other social media platforms, and has recently wrote Freedom to Learn, Choosing Your Path to Homeschool Victory, a book that covers the basics to help new homeschooling parents get started, but also delves deep and shares um, parent stories that encourage even the most seasoned homeschooling parent. Leilani's youngest has Down syndrome, which has inspired her to start connecting with other families on similar journeys to share support, information, and encouragement because all families are exceptional. Now, isn't that so true? Welcome, Leilani. I'm glad to have you back on the show. Actually, Leilani has even been a host on this show, so um, she's she's well-seasoned at this. I'm glad to have you back. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, um, so grandparents, I know we had a request, um, and when I reached out to you, said, I think I can talk on that, <laughs> had some experience. So um, I would just love for you to share a little bit of your background um, that wasn't covered in your bio, um, that maybe a kind of relates to this topic, but also if our viewers have never um, had one heard one of your conversations with us, just a little bit about you before we get started. Okay. Um, so I'm Leilani Melendez. I have uh, a YouTube channel, Living with Eve, and a website, Living with Eve. And I just basically share our journey as a homeschooling family. My youngest daughter has Down syndrome, like she mentioned before, and I used yeah. to be a former public and private school teacher. So I my passion is to see that parents are encouraged to homeschool their kids, 
I see a lot of fear out there yeah. in the community and it's really when you want to do something and you're determined, I, you can do it. It's doesn't Absolutely. take brain surgery to, to <laughs> your kids. It might, it might be hard. It might feel like it, but right. Yeah. <laughs> and just that you're not alone in this journey. And so mm -hmm. I share all my things and I've got over 500 videos um, some are informal, some are just our day in the lives, some are interviews, some are, it's just a mix of, I've been doing it for almost six years now. That's awesome. So yeah. 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 And oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, I, I, it's just a great channel. I, I just, um, you've got so much good content on there and um, I know you have some, uh, just a very responsive community. And um, so, so that's neat that you have that platform just to speak from and to be able to share, you know, just the everyday life. And I love that, you know, nothing, nothing pre-scripted. It's all just, yeah, kind of, this is what it's like. And, and then sharing just um, resources too, that you found helpful. That's yeah. And I, of course I share my faith as well, mm -hmm. um, which was unique uh, because we go to a Messianic congregation, but I mean, we believe Jesus is Messiah and all the things. So it's, yeah. it's unique. A lot of people really want to hear our perspective. So we share that too. It's so it's very multi everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's all, you know, we are not cookie cutter people. God makes us so unique. And I think the more we embrace that uniqueness, the the more we allow others to do the same. Um, and it's like, oh, I don't have to fit in this box. And especially some, in our community, you know, a lot of our kids try as hard as we, we might, um, we're not going to fit them in a box in any way, shape or form right. and to accept that and to just run with that freedom and, and to just be at peace with, with, yeah, it, we don't have to look like anybody else. My child doesn't need to look like anybody else and that's okay. <laughs> and that's, what's so beautiful because you can tailor everything to meet their needs. Yeah. Exactly. So, yes. You don't have to worry about the benchmarks and you don't have to worry about what the public school system is trying to do. And, you know, yeah. you can just be, they can be them and, and put what you think is priority first in their lives. So I'm really Absolutely. passionate about that. So very cool. Yeah. Family too. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is, is family. So how have grandparents been involved in your homeschool and how did that actually get started? Um, my mother-in-law is just, she's just really big on family. Um, I mean, both of my grandparents are from Puerto Rico, um, or actually my, sorry, their grand, I keep referring to abuela and abuelo. Um, <laughs> they're my kids, grand, my, my kids, grandparents, mm -hmm. but in Spanish, um, my side of the family, my dad's around, but my mom has passed away. So you know, he's, and my dad's very, you know, he can't really be involved with homeschool. So we do rely on my grandparents for, or my, my father and mother-in-law. Sorry. I always yeah. feel like my kids, I know yeah. what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So much for babysitting for even when I had kids, that's kind of how it started. When really? I started yeah. having mm -hmm. babies, I needed somebody to watch you know, the baby when I went into labor. So she would take him right. on and that happened. And then when I needed just free time or needed to go to work or not, right. I don't go to work. I, well, I was a teacher, but for a while, I resigned from teaching um, when my youngest was three, my oldest was three. Okay. So she did kind of step in and watch a little bit. And so then, I don't know, it just kind of, she was always there. Right. And yeah. When Naomi was born, all the therapies and having to juggle her therapies, the kids wanting to go to co-op and making right. sure that they all have something to do. It, me and my husband couldn't do it by ourselves. And so she right. kind of stepped in. She has so much energy. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she really does. And she has lots of giftings that I don't have. <laughs> and so she just, just by default kind of fit fit into it. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I love, naturally. love that, that, yeah, I, I have so many friends now that are grandparents and they so want to be involved in the, the lives of their, their grandkids and their kids. And that is just, it's cool to see. And especially when the family embraces that from both sides, that, um, that this is, this is a great relationship. Let's make the most of, you know, everybody's gifts, like you said, and, and, um, 
and see how we can work together because it really benefits your entire family. It benefits your kids and you and in different ways. And um, that it's just yeah, it does. Yeah, helpful all around. <laughs> she, um, she, her giftings, what she's, her talent, she cleaned houses for a living. Oh, wow. And um, I hate cleaning. Right. I do too. <laughs> and so for so long, um, you know, she would clean my house just to, to help out around the house. But then what's happened with the kids, because if I hate cleaning, I'm not the best at teaching my kids how to clean. Right. Um, she would step in and start teaching them how to clean all those little details. And I keep, I guess yeah. the biggest thing is I keep forgetting that education is not just reading, writing, rhetoric, math, those kind of things. That education exactly. is also practical things as well. Absolutely. And that stuff matters a lot. And yeah. yes. <laughs> so, and it, the problem is that it, we don't, I mean, you can buy a curriculum with, you know, skills like that. But the way they're best taught is in the practice of we're here in the, you know, the kitchen, let's wipe the counter up. She has these crazy secrets that oh. I didn't know. She's like, you could get this and mix with this and put this and this works. And so every time, like there was one time that the kids drew all over the couch, she actually <laughs> came over with marker, permanent marker. And she actually came over and she's like, all right, guys, we are going to clean this up. And wow. <laughs> she made her little concoction. It involved vinegar and they got a scrubby brush and everybody was scrubbing the couch together. And that's to me, that's homeschooling because I didn't know how oh, to yeah. do that. I was like, let's throw out the couch and buy a new one. Like that's right. my mentality. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah. she knows she she has a different she just brings in that little bit of extra into right. yeah. and she's making an imprint on their lives. Mm-hmm. That, Absolutely. Yes. After a word from our sponsor, we'll dive back into this conversation. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool. Go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home. A lot of us will sometimes just cut off the grandparents like, okay, this is our family. Me and my husband, we're going to raise them the way that we want to. And there's this sever. but yeah. And I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but she just brings in hmm. so much and it, it's all, she always says to me, it's like, she gets a second chance to, oh, yeah. to teach, yeah. you know, it's like, she's like, she missed this with her son. Right. So now she gets to skip the generation and imprint it now on her grandchildren. Oh, that's beautiful. And, yes. you know, yeah. I fought it a lot in the beginning. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, cause I wanted that. Okay. No, this is our family. Stay away. Kind of thing. Right. And, um, I, it took a while, but I, I started to realize that that's what God would want is, yeah, you know, family mm -hmm. um, community and not just being alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it does take that, that step back 
perspective, you know, that I've done this, I wish I would have done it this way. Um, and, and I see that now as an older parent, and especially since my kids are kind of getting to that age where I could be a grandparent soon, um, and going, oh man, if I had, could redo it over, this is what I would do. And, you know, I, you know, embracing that, but, but having, um, a child and their spouse be willing to include that. Um, yeah, it was something that, yeah, like you said, you, you have to, you have to let go of some things, um, and your ideals because it, you may not always agree on, on that. Um, has, so you said it was a little bit of a struggle. Is there any, any tips (laughs) you have on how to get, get through that? (laughs) Um, um, (laughs) <laughs> she, <Lots of> prayer. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. It took, it took a lot of prayer. Um, she, she kind of comes in like a bulldozer, which mm-hmm. you know what? Now I've learned to really embrace that because yeah. of our society in general. Like I think our society is like, no, I can do it myself. I can do it myself. I got right. this. But in reality, we're suffering and trying to juggle all these things and yep. play God Mm-hmm. thinking we can do it all. Absolutely. But she, she taught me, she always says this, she says, don't take no for an answer. If there's someone mm-hmm. that the Lord places on your heart that needs help and you go to them and you say, Hey, I'm here to help. And they say, no, then you pray. And the Lord, if the Lord really wants you to keep going, just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and they will eventually crack. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds so awful. Um, and I tried that. I'm not much of a, a pusher like some people are, right. but I've noticed that eventually people are like, oh, thank you so much for watching my kid the other day when I right. needed to clean my house or thank you so much for bringing me food. I know I didn't want it, mm-hmm. but thank you so much. So, right. and I, I think it just really builds, builds community. Yeah. And absolutely. I think it builds family. It too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cause some of us have, we have family, this community, and some, like a lot of people that like at our church, they're transplants from other areas. Um, Houston is just kind of this big melting pot. And so a lot of our church people, you know, older within the church kind of adopt families like their second family and and do the same types of things. And But I think culturally, like you said, we we have this automatic response of, no, I can do it myself. Um, so, no, I don't need your help. Um, but... But yes, you do have to kind of push that just to let them know, I do care. I care so much that I'm going to just keep pushing. <laughs> yeah. So I guess or that's, just show up at your yeah. house. Right. Exactly. <laughs> there was many, many times she, she would just show up at my house and she wanted so much to bless us. Like it was all in oh, love. Wow. And it took me a while to understand that's where it was coming from because I was taking it as like, she's intruding. She thinks I'm doing a bad job Mm. and she wants to do it better. And so I had to work through that and realize that it was coming from a place of, I see that you need help and I want to be there to help. Right. And um, it took some fights. There were some some serious fights where we didn't speak to oh, each wow. other for weeks. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> like, how long have me and my husband? 16 years? <laughs> Almost like knockdown fights. But um, like what a screaming, like when we moved into our new house, we had like a full-blown screaming match because she started decorating my house. And I was like, oh, wow. let me decorate my own house. Um, and, you know, it's just, but it, that's, it's coming from a place of love is where it's coming right. from. Yeah. And my husband did have to kind of coach me on that a little bit, but <laughs> no word. I mean, he had to work right. with me on it. And even yeah. with homeschooling for a long time, I thought, you know, she was coming in here because she's very opinionated too. I mean, mm. I think a lot of grandparents are. Yeah. Um, which is a good thing because they see it from an outside perspective, but they don't always say it in the nicest ways because right. they're your parents or they're your grandparents and they feel like they can just, you know, there's no filter. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, she comes in and, and um, she would throw things around like, you really shouldn't be doing that with her and you shouldn't be doing this. Maybe you should send her. Well, one of them was, she wanted me to send her to private school instead. Uh, and so I, that one was one of the ones that I fought back, but, Mm-hmm. eventually there was a conversation and I really, she's, she loves the Lord so much. And mm-hmm. she did go to the Lord a lot and she came back. She was very humble. And she's like, 
she had a conversation with me where she just, the Lord spoke to me and he showed me how beautiful you are and how hard you work Mm -hmm. and how you're juggling so many things. And you're probably one of the best moms I know. And, you know, that kind of conversation made me realize that she, it's not a, I'm better than you and I'm going to fix all these things. It right. was, and, and not all grandparents do that either, you know? No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. but they may think that, I don't know. Right. So even if yeah. they don't think that it's a place, it's coming from a place of love usually. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth the fight. It's, you know, the drawing the battle lines <laughs> and, and having, you know, those, those truces conversations, um, because in the end, you know, what you're talking about that has come out of all of this, you know, it was, it was very probably, yeah, really messy at the beginning, but um, yeah, but, but to see how it's now blessing your family. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that as um, some of the, the positives you've seen now that have made that worth everything. (laughs) Okay. Um. Well, I think the relationship with their grandparents that they have, yeah, because I didn't, I didn't have a relationship with my grandparents, and now that they're passed away, I wish I did. Yeah, um, the fact that, I mean, they always say it takes a village to raise a child, mm-hmm. and they're not just hearing from me and dad; they're also hearing from people outside of the household right. that love them um, spiritually too. Yeah. That's a big deal because, I mean, she'll read Bible stories to them and all the things. Oh, that's um, awesome. So there's that. Um, practically speaking, when it comes to the homeschool side of things, she's so willing to to teach them whatever I give her. Hmm. Um, I think that's because she does. Even though she's intense, she has a humble right. heart. <laughs> she's very oh, intense. Yeah. Um, she does have a <laughs> humble heart. I almost feel like there's a lot of grandparents that are like that. Like they do have a humble heart, but the outside Mm -hmm. the shell is hard and intense. Um, But, you know, she'll, whatever I give her, she'll take it and she'll, she'll, um, she'll do it, but she'll do it with her style. Like she'll add things. Ah, She'll be creative with it. Mm -hmm. Um, The way she executes it is different Mm -hmm. than the way I would execute it, but it's okay. Because yeah. it's her personality that she's embedding on the kids. So specifically with Naomi, though, um, <laughs> she has Naomi every Tuesday. Okay. That's her day with Naomi. And um, I feel like that was, I always joke around and say it was written in the marriage contract that she has to see her <laughs> grandkids once a week. So she has <laughs> Naomi all day Tuesday. And then we when we come home, she sees the other kids. Because okay. we do co-op. I take the kids to co-op on Tuesdays. Ah, okay. And um, so both her and her husband actually come over to our house. Wow. Um, her husband usually helps my my husband out, like, hmm. with handiwork around the, the house. Well, like fixing things yeah. and stuff. So, cause there's a lot to fix when you have four kids. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but what's cool about that is we have the grandfather, Abuelo, mm-hmm. who is so good. He's Mr. Fix it. He can fix anything. I mean, anything, things that I would like, oh, I got to buy a new one of this. And he's like, wait, hold on. We've, ro- wow. we've broken the door off of our refrigerator three times. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so bad. Our refrigerator is supposed to be a nice refrigerator, but the kids leave it open like that little bit of a crack. Oh yeah. And then they're like, Oh no, it's stuck. And they start yanking it oh. and it just breaks <laughs> off. So he comes over and he's like, okay, this is how you fix it. And he'll, he'll show, you know, Ethan who is, is kind of my handyman, um, in the family, how to yeah. fix it. And so get Ethan involved with fixing it. And that to me is homeschooling. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then we have my mother-in-law who's actually the other thing too, oh, going back to Abuelo, his thing that he did with Hannah when she was like five or six and the same, we've always been doing Tuesday co-ops is, okay. I mean, 11 years. And, um, I, we would always leave like the younger kids with Abuela and Abuelo to, to watch and, and do whatever. Right. Um, Hannah and Abuelo used to for hours just do Play-Doh. 
Oh, wow. And he would do letters with her. He would make cakes with her. He would do, he's like, I never had a daughter. And now Aww. I get to play Play-Doh with my granddaughter. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. that is huge. Like, mm-hmm. and now with fine motor skills, you can even see like, you know, with her handwriting oh, and yeah. with sewing, like mm-hmm. her, her fine and drawing because of all that Play-Doh work and that strengthening with the fingers, it just has right. paid off and her creativity too. Cause yeah. now she's sewing. And like the other day we did bow making, we made a bunch of bows for some friends. Uh-huh. And um, we also did, what else do we do? Oh, we did perler beads, which oh, is a yeah. lot of fine motor uh-huh. stuff. Yes. Just for fun. Absolutely. So yeah, that's how he helped out with her. And then he's helping Ethan out with handiwork around the house. And then, as well as so anyway, so they come over on Tuesday, uh-huh. and um, they literally will spend, of course, the, the entire day. Um, Abuela, she takes Naomi to therapies in the morning, and she oh, will. Wow. So they do they do swim therapy and speech therapy. Okay, so it's amazing. Yeah. I love swim. Th- it's it's physical therapy, right? Yeah, and um, and so she sits in with all the you know, all the, the sessions and she watches cool. and then uh-huh. she'll implement the things that she learns, especially with the speech therapist or even, I mean, if they go swimming, we yeah. go swimming a lot in Florida, but mm-hmm. mostly yeah. from the speech therapist, she'll bring that stuff home and she'll tell me about it. But then she oh, also awesome. continues to work with Naomi hmm. on her, her sounds and her letters and, oh, cool. um, I always leave like a stack of books that I want her to read with Naomi and practice reading on. And so Mm -hmm. she'll do that, but implement speech in there. And so (laughs) that's what she does. And then she'll take Naomi and they'll clean. And so Ah. Naomi has developed this love. That's the other thing too, because as a parent, yeah, if you don't like it. (laughs) And it's sometimes hard to give them a love for something because your mom Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sense? Like yeah. I love math. I don't know. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I do too. And I'm like, you should love your math. Like, look how right. fun uh-huh. this is. Like, no, no. no. <laughs> but when, and, but when Oella comes over and she's doing cleaning with Naomi, I start doing dishes. Next thing I know, Naomi's up next to my side, you know, on a Thursday or Friday oh. when I'm doing dishes, right. Naomi's next to me. And she's taking all the plates and sticking them in the dishwasher for me. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh uh, For a season, she hasn't done this lately. And I'm kind of sad that she hasn't. I need to start going back to this. But she would take all the clean clothes out of the dryer. Like she would wake up in the morning. She would go straight for the dryer, pull out all the clean clothes, and she would put them in the loft and she would start folding them. Oh, wow. She was doing this when she was six. And they weren't perfect. Yeah. But she had her own way of folding them, which is much nicer than I would. <laughs> Even though they were perfect, but she would lay them out, fold the corners in, and she would take her time. And oh, <laughs> I I don't even know. I I yeah. would scrunch it up and throw it in the drawer, yep. which yep. is awful. And that's a scary bad. I always tell people when they come to my house, do not look behind any cupboard door. <laughs> Or in any drawer. Everything looks nice from the outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but she'll go through, they'll go through all of Naomi's drawers and Abuela will show Naomi how to fold things up and put them in the drawers and she'll do colors with her, like color coding um, awesome. the clothes in the right. closet. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and as a grandparent, I mean, you know, you know, the things that, that your kids needed for different stages, you know? Yeah. Let's, let's teach this as, as a parent. We know that, but we have some like 10 other things in their mind going on <laughs> as well as what we know. And, um, they can just take that one thing and say, Oh, we can focus on this. And, um, and that allows your child then to not have that, racing anxiety. We got to get through this because there's someone else to get done. We can just yes. dwell in this and, and what a gift that provides them. Cause then it does allow them to embrace it as this is something fun. This is something we can just be in the moment and I can be at peace. And it's, it's not something that you're, you're looking to grade me on. 
<laughs> and um, and have me me finish complete so we can move on to the next thing. It's this is we're just in the moment of it. Um, and, I feel like and, yeah. that's the gift of grandparents because yeah. they've been through raising kids. Mm-hmm. And then they realize sometimes just slowing down and taking time and showing all the little details on how to do something yeah. is the most effective way of teaching. Yeah. It really Instead of is. having to rush through everything. Oh, I got to mm-hmm. get this done and this done and this done. Right. So, I yeah. mean, it's gotten to the point where Tuesdays, I mean, I have that stack of books that she can go through mm-hmm. and she does, but I feel like Tuesdays it's, it's, it's a Wella's turn to take Naomi. Yeah. 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 Just lessons that happen upon that day mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. And and really, I mean, she's learning how to grab that passion of those grandparents of hers. Um, each of your kids are. Um, sounds like with the the handyman types things, if you know, if your husband isn't as gifted in that, it's always great to pull other people in that have those passions that we don't, um, mm-hmm. because our kids are different than us and and they are gonna need somebody that shows them how to to use those gifts that we don't have personally and and to be able to have somebody that's so devoted and and so in love with them and wanting their best and and then spending all that time with them and it's it's not you know it's quality time it really is quantity time that mm-hmm. that your um your in-laws are are pouring into your kids and what a what a blessing that is for sure yeah Definitely. And I, I mean, the biggest thing I would say for young parents Hmm. would be to let their grandparents feed into their lives. Yeah. And don't keep your kids away from them, even though you may not want that to happen because they drive you crazy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I know. I would often send my boys off with my dad um, and he would forget to feed them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they would, he'd be like, why are they so grouchy? And I'm like, uh, because they haven't eaten and I don't know how many hours. <laughs> so yeah, so back and forth of that, um, you know, again, it's just, they're in a different season of life. You know, they mm-hmm. don't get as hungry. They <laughs> you think about these things. It's like, oh yeah, maybe I should have packed a snack and, um, and not left that up to him. <laughs> right. But you just kind of learn as you go. Your kids are resilient and they, they'll make it through. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, but yeah. And then there's those grand, there are some grandparents though, that um, like my parents, they adopted 10 kids after I left the house. Oh, wow. And so they always had to be at their house. They couldn't come to my house because they were doing caretaking for kids was, I mean, I have 10 adopted siblings, all with special needs. And so we would have to go to their house and that's, and I'm kind of made it a, a priority that we would drive all the way across town (laughs) to get Mm -hmm. my kids to my parents. And, and so sometimes you just have to be creative if there's, there's certain things that come up and we actually worked out to kidnap my mother for an entire weekend. I worked out, you know, care for all my siblings with my dad and that I could buy a plane ticket and take my mom to New York for three days because nice. she really had no time to spend with my daughter. And so th- that memory of those three days in New York with my mom, she finally got to know her granddaughter, you know, and so there there are circumstances, but there are ways around that. And, um, you know, it may not look like like you having somebody on a weekly basis, but you've got to just pray and say, how can we increase this relationship? And there's got yeah, to be to do that with my dad and mm-hmm. have to push mm-hmm. because my dad's health makes it so that he can't always make it out. I mean, he got a Tesla right. now, so now he can drive anywhere. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it is. It is awesome. But um, either way, I still have to push with him to get my right. kids together with him. And, um, which is funny because he came over yesterday, which was awesome. Oh, that's really neat. And it is physically taxing yeah. to be around little children for a long period of time, especially if you are, you do have health issues. And um, and so just honoring your parents on the other side of 
being able to say, yes, well, we're only going to spend this much time. We value our children mm-hmm. spending time with you, but um, we know that this is, you know, difficult. And, and so we'll, we'll do our best. You know, it, it all goes back again to, are we having the conversations? Um, are we, you know, talking back and forth, de- developing the boundaries that everybody needs to make these relationships happen? And um, so, and I, I even know some people that are in our community, they're, they're sandwiched. They've got grandparents living in their house and they've got their kids living in their house and they're caring for both. And, and so there's, again, it goes back to how, how do we develop those, you know, your space, their space, our space. (laughs) And, and how do we respect everybody's, um, that's hard. What they need. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. That's hard. I know a couple families that are like that. Um, and I don't know how they do that, but I also know it Mm -hmm. teaches the kids how to put others first. Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of times, you know, just within this community, I've heard a lot of people, you know, grieving, you know, well, my, my one child, you know, they, they have to give up so many things. And I, you know, we, we look at it from that perspective because their sibling needs this, you know, and, um, but we fail a lot of times to see the benefit side of what comes with those restrictions because those restrictions limit us from going way beyond ourselves and way beyond what God wants in our lives Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Now I know it's not, it's not the same thing as a grandparent, but I, when I was a kid, I spent eight years with my mom, pretty much, we didn't know if she was going to make it or not. She was battling cancer Wow! and she was pretty much, she was on her deathbed for eight mm-hmm. years. So my entire teenage, she passed away when I was 18. Wow. And there were a lot of things that I was restricted from doing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the only thing that really kept me going was dance. I, my dad mm. took me to dance every week or every day, oh. actually, because I was in dance every day. But there was many times I had to miss dance class, even miss school, because I had oh. to take my mom or drive her down to get chemo or to a doctor's appointment mm. or something like that. And so I was not I was not getting the things. Right. But it it taught me to have compassion right. on someone else. One of the biggest takeaways is that it taught me of how important it was, how important it was uh, for families mm. to stick together till the end. Right. And even with grandparents, like you see these kids are seeing their parents taking care of their parents. Absolutely. Regardless of the situation, they're there. And yeah. they're going to take that on. So, so you know, if you can, if you want to look at it selfishly, but like when I'm <laughs> old and frail, like my kids, right? Yeah. But um, <laughs> not. I mean, but it shows compassion. I think that's also right. played. I, it 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 helps with relations, but it, relationships. Mm-hmm. But it's also played into my marriage with my husband. Oh that, yes, yeah. Like mm-hmm. nothing's going to separate us. Yeah. When you have a parent or someone in your household that is suffering and in pain, like Mm -hmm. money doesn't matter. Petty things don't matter. What matters is that person. And, um, it really changes your perspective on a lot of things. Absolutely. And and as sad as it is, because everybody's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And there's times Mm -hmm. when I'm sad, but I gained so much from that. Hmm. Um, and I don't know how to explain it. I guess it's one of those things that you, as a young child, like it's, embedded in your mind. Like you take care of people. That's priority. Right. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. family is important. Yeah. Um, And we focus so much in homeschooling on character training, but that kind of character training is what we live out in front of our kids and they will copy that because that is embedded in them so much more than us, you know, having a good Bible story and, and saying, you know, this is, this is what, you know, compassion is and but yet when we live it out on a day-to-day basis our kids know it they and they they know the importance of it they see how we've prioritized it and that it's a family value 
that carries on. You know, there's just those things that now that I have adult kids that um, like work ethics in our house that um, were perpetuated, that I see them living out without thinking. They don't mm-hmm. have to think about it because it's so ingrained in them that this was this is how we function <laughs> as a family. This is how you function as an individual. And um, it, it shapes their worldview from the inside out yeah. versus the outside in. Right. And they may not yeah. like it during. Oh, yeah. No. Because <laughs> yes, I have a lot of stories. I mean, I spent my 16th birthday in the hospital and mm. a cake was brought to me, but the nurses brought me my birthday cake. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, and of yep. course I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. I'm like, no, because I really didn't need a birthday party. I knew that I needed to be there because she was going through a, b- a bone marrow transplant at the time. Wow. So I needed to be there because mm-hmm. I didn't know, you know, it was, it was more important for me to be with my mom than to celebrate my birthday, you know? Like wow. those kind of yeah. things, like priority takes place. Yeah. It does. People. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's the way the Lord would want us to walk. Absolutely. So, yes. and I, I, those people that are, you know, those parents that are taking care of kids and grandparents, like that's tough, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And if they yeah. have a child with a disability at home on top of that, and it's so lonely too. Right. That's the yeah. other thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's why I like social media. Like, yes, (laughs) that's the nice thing about social media because then they know they're not alone. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, it's not a fix for a best friend, you know, but it does let you know you are not alone. There's, there's so many people out there. I know just two people on the SPED homeschool team have had to step back because they both had their parents move in, in -hmm. the last year. They've had to rearrange their houses, um, you know, and not only with their special needs kids, but also navigate um, doctor's appointments for their parents now and, and advocating, you know, what's going on and that it's, it's just a huge responsibility, but um, it it is a season and it's a teachable season. Um, And I know that's, we, we all go through those and they do make us stronger. We, we don't like them. (laughs) Yeah. I told my daddy can move in with us, but he don't want to move in. No, <laughs> you won't move in. Oh, yeah. So I always joke about that with him. <clears throat> but yeah, right. mm-hmm. he's really in my side of the family. The reason, you know, we Eric's side of the family, my husband is so, we've got so many people because mm-hmm. they're Hispanic. I, I think it's cultural. Right. I think it's a cultural community. thing. Like they're uh-huh. just so. Absolutely. And I love it. And I actually remember admiring that so much when I was young. Um, hmm. but, but on my side of the family, pretty much everyone has passed away except wow. for my father and my sister. That's hmm. the, literally, that's it. That's so, awesome. yeah. Yeah. So we have each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But God has blessed you with your husband's family and, yes. and that whole support system. And, and that's, that's amazing because yeah, we, um, we're attracted to sometimes the opposite, you know, and I, I saw the same thing with my husband's family, you know, they were very outgoing. They spent all this time together. And, and then my family's like, mm, no, we're, we've had our couple hours. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so yeah, but, um, but it's good for our kids though, to see, you know, how we can embrace people from, from both of those perspectives mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And, and allowing them to feed into their lives too. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, so as far as, so other than cleaning and, and, um, handiwork, like handiwork and those types of things. Um, and you know, you, you mentioned that, that your mother-in-law teaches things differently. Um, did Her you, imprint. Yes. <laughs> did, did you have a, you know, how did you handle letting go of a lesson? I mean, let's just, let's focus on that because, you know, I can see in my head, this is the way it's supposed to be done. This is the way the curriculum says it should be done. And then it's not happening anywhere near <laughs> that. That took a lot of prayer. I had to humble myself because at that point, me and her have been in already so many confrontations and arguments right. uh-huh. to the point where I, I had to just, just, um, go, okay, God, I know 
I can't do it all right now. I'm yeah. in a season where I can't, I do, I do know there was, so she had been, she had been, um, I don't want to use the word nag or bug or convincing me, let's say to send when Naomi had her open heart surgery, for example, she was like, I know you want to homeschool, but your daughter is having open heart surgery and she's six months. Can you at mm-hmm. least send Hannah to preschool or VPK or something? Because you need to be there for Naomi. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to, I eventually caved and I did send Hannah to VPK. And so that was my big letting go for that uh, yes. year uh-huh. that we did. And that was hard, mm-hmm. but that was also the same year that she had her open heart surgery. Um, and also um, the surgery was so, and see, that's another thing that's so mm-hmm. great about having grandparents when you have a child that has a disability, the surgery, there was there was issues. There was some stuff oh, wow. that happened, um, not life-threatening, just annoying, mm-hmm. yeah. but she had to stay in the hospital for a month. Oh, wow. And my mother-in-law actually took my three other kids hmm. and they stayed with her the entire month. So I wow. could, I lived in the Ronald McDonald house for that month hmm. or in her bedroom. And I was there to advocate for Naomi, right. no yeah. offense to the doctors or nurses, but there were quite a few times where I had to step in and advocate. There was one time I watched, um, you know, those little drainage tubes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I I watched a doctor trip on it, knock it over and it splash over. And then when they did their rounds, they were like, wow, this is not measuring right. We need to up her minute. I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. I saw the doctor splash and knock it over. I had pictures. I would take pictures. Oh, yes. I have another friend that does the same thing. Yes. I I learned this when my mom was ill to constantly take pictures and Hmm. um, because you have to, you have to advocate because you're the one that loves them. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. So I had pictures to prove it. I had to advocate for her, but I, at this moment, because my grandparent, because Abuela and Abuelo took my three other kids, I was able to be there for Naomi Right. and, and I had to let go of them Mm. because I think, I guess that's the big turning point for me was the open heart surgery because I knew that I could not do this. Like I really, it was life threatening. Um, and so a lot, and at that point, I mean, with the exception of decorating my house, because that one. (laughs) <laughs> like that was not life threatening. Right, exactly. And you had the energy to push back. <laughs> yeah, that one I didn't want to cave because I knew that if like the decorating didn't get done right away, it, nobody was gonna be like suffering. Right. So, yes. <laughs> I pushed back on that one. And um so but with my other kids, when she's like, Oh, we came home, we did this, you know, we pulled out the play-doh, we cut out the scissors, look at this art project that I made mm-hmm. with Naomi or with Hannah. Um, and I just was like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and sometimes I would hand her curriculum, like they need to get their math done. Mm-hmm. And there were days that it wouldn't get done. And so it was just, it was like, okay, Lord, you're in charge. And I know that I cannot do this. Right. I, yeah. I've got too much on my plate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, he'll put us in those situations so that we can, that, that something has to spill mm-hmm. and we can let go of things because we hold on so tightly. And I think the the more that, um, and especially, you know, you've been homeschooling for a while as well as yeah. I have and the, the mentality of homeschooling, um, it has changed a lot since COVID, but um, was that it's all up to you. You know, and now there's just so many resources out there where, you know, there's tutors and there's online classes and, and all these things. And and more people are saying, where do I send my child? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, you know, I homeschooled with that mentality. It's all up to me. And, and that's not, it's not good. It's not, not good for our kids either because they do need those outside influences. And when we have people like loving grandparents that want to step in, it's okay we all have different ways of doing things and your kids will survive. They'll, they'll probably learn a lot of things that you didn't plan. <laughs> and then they'll learn some of the things that you did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Except I can't get her to teach them Spanish like that. Really? That's crazy. <laughs> well, maybe if you start teaching it bad enough, she'll, she'll oh, maybe like, she'll jump in. in. 
<laughs> oh, I've been, she's like, but if I see them in Spanish, they don't understand me and they don't get done what I need them to get do or get done, you know? Uh -huh. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've tried. We really, I feel like Spanish is one of those things that you have to do every single day. You do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, and yeah. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was convicted by a friend of mine who did a TED talk at a homeschool conference I was at last year. And she, she spoke about the importance of being bilingual. And of course, I, this really hit me at home because I was invited to an all Spanish speaking homeschool conference. And I was one of the only people that did not speak any Spanish. <laughs> I had to have an interpreter. And then I sat with my Google translate trying to figure out what everyone else was saying. And I was like, okay, you know, oh and it, again, it goes back to what situations push you to the point where you say, okay, something's got to change. And that, that for me this year, that was, and so me and Duolingo have a new um, relationship <laughs> that I do it every day. <laughs> I've been um, trying to, I, I, I want to actually send, um, when my boys get older, mm -hmm. send them down to Puerto Rico to just stay three months with family and help oh, around the yeah. house. And that's mm -hmm. homeschooling, right? It is. Absolutely. That's Learn called Spanish. immersion schooling. Yes. <laughs> yes. As in traveling abroad and yes, exchange students, you can, you can label that many different ways. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there's something, I don't, I don't know, it's not grandparents or abuelo and abuelo, but there's great, yeah. well, there are, no, we don't have great grandparents anymore in Puerto Rico. It's mm -hmm. mostly aunts and uncles and cousins. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, extending out that family. Mm -hmm. And, um, and using those resources, those are resources that God gave us, you know, instead of ones that we even have to go out and find. And they do have a vested interest in your kids, mm -hmm. their family. And yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I use that. Mm -hmm. awesome. Even if you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to. <laughs> That's awesome. So is there anything that we haven't covered yet that you want to touch on? I don't know. I think, well, the only thing I was thinking is I, I, I gave advice for the parents, mm -hmm. but for the grandparents that yeah. want to be involved, I think the biggest oh, thing is they good. have to lay things down and be humble mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that will reach their child or their daughter-in-law, because that's what actually reached me was when, yeah. I mean, along with, you know, me feeling, realizing I can't do everything myself, but when yes. my mother-in-law, she sat down and she was like, you know, you, you are an amazing mom and I just want to love on you and bless you. Hmm. Right. Yeah. You know where their heart is coming from versus yeah. just trying to push into that space without having that that conversation and really knowing where they're coming from because opening a door for somebody you know opens a door and you, you often don't know why they're pushing um so so that makes a lot of sense why right. you should have that conversation and and come in with with a mutual understanding of why um, you want to work together and how you're going to work together and what that's going to look like and who's going to make what decisions. And, um, you know, that's all so important because then you feel like, you know, we're on, we're on the same team instead of we're fighting against each other all the time. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. that we both have the same goals the, and um, values that we're trying to push forward with, with, you know, helping these kids. And that's really what it comes down to. It's all about the kids and, yeah. um, and then teaching them so that generationally they can carry on something even more beautiful than what's happening in your home. You know, how wonderful for them even going in to a marriage um, and a relationship with their in-laws saying, you know, having that perspective, this is what it was like with me growing up. This is what I want, you know, for my family too. Yeah. Um, instead of, yeah, well, we kind of worked it out and, and yeah, and, and, and seeing all the, the battle lines drawn and, you know, that, that does happen is, you know, people walk away and they're like, no, don't want anything to do with extended family. Don't want to repeat that. Um, but, but I think the more grace and compassion and understanding that you have, then it's going to be, it, it turns into something that's desirable versus mm -hmm. undesirable. Yes. I think that, yes, grace, definitely. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because when I used to really bicker with my mother-in-law, because, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> 16 years. Um, there was another lady at my congregation who I, for some reason it came up hmm. um, and she was Puerto Rican too. So she had a little bit of some insight with the culture and she was able mm-hmm. to kind of counsel me and oh, help me understand awesome. a little bit more yeah. of what was actually going on. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was really nice to, to allow me to be more open with my mother-in-law. Right. Yeah. Allow those people to speak in to your life and, mm-hmm. and, and change your perspective too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And the thing is my mother-in-law, she would take my kids when, when we were in the hospital for that month. I mean, she would take my kids instead of going to her church, she would take them to my congregation, Wow, you know, because that's where they felt safe. Right. So that mm-hmm. was a big sacrifice for her. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it it sacrifices on both sides. Yeah. And I think when you see each other mutually sacrificing to make that relationship a priority, then um, that just becomes a tighter bond. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So you have a lot of resources and I'd love for you to spend some time talking about different resources that you have for families and, um, and, kind of what they can find if they look for you in the various, I'm, I'm going to share a lot of these links in the, the show notes okay. at, for the podcast, as well as on YouTube so that you can just click on them. Okay. Uh, so first I have my YouTube channel, which I know we talked about in the more, the beginning, yes. in the beginning, <laughs> um, it was morning, um, but that's living with Eve. Mm-hmm. So if you just type in living with Eve in the YouTube you'll find me. Yeah. And then I also have a website, which is uh, www. Who, who does www? It's just livingwitheve.com. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, livingwitheve.com. Uh, it's, it's under maintenance right now, but it'll be up and running probably by tomorrow or the end of the day. Okay. And um, what else do I have? What else? I have Instagram. Um, that's just more for fun. Uh-huh. But I also have a teacher pay teachers uh, mm-hmm. that I just started up and I've been putting resources up there because I've been making little booklets for my daughter. It's, I call it learning with God where I'm doing colors and shapes and numbers, yeah. but having her do those fine motor skills, this tracing and then drawing. Right. And it's, it's based off of, there's a book on how to teach kids uh, with actually it's uh, how to teach kids with down syndrome. And it's based off of a book. Um, okay. That book. Specifically, the idea is there, but it's biblically based, biblically themed. And I'm literally right now, I'm just putting those resources up there for free because wow. I want people to use them. Mm-hmm. If I'm using them and getting benefit. Why not, you know, share it with others? Yeah. And then I do have a book that I wrote called Freedom to Learn. And that one is just embracing the gift of homeschooling and, mm-hmm. and not being afraid you know, right. like I talked about earlier, my passion is to see parents not be intimidated or afraid, mm-hmm. but to homeschool the way that they, where their priorities are. And right. so it's just encouragement. And I talk, I, I uh, shed a little light on some of the history and some of the behind the scenes kind of things that I've seen from my experience as a public school teacher and private school teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's when, you know, when you, when you've gone through that and you right. see the politics and you see where the politics are coming from and the people right. involved, you go, you know, I, you, you just, right. you just know that it's, they're not God. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and they're not too, you, you, can, you can't be intimidated by them. Right. And too often, especially like within our community too, there, there's this un, unspoken kind of, understanding, which is not really an understanding (laughs) that the teachers are trained to do, you know, to teach your kid, you are not. And so they can do so much better. And, and yet the story after story, and I know you've heard them too, is no, it works better when you're not trained (laughs) and you you love and have, have a passion for that child and are willing to pursue what you need to pursue until it works. And not to mention, like, what what do they mean by trained? Yes. I mean, like, seriously. <laughs> like, in the state of Florida, I, you know, I've seen people come in there with a degree in 
I don't know, history, for example, and they want to be a math teacher, all they have to do is observe some classes, take some tests, and they literally throw them in the classroom because they're so desperate for teachers right now. And there's no, I mean, right. I've Mm -hmm. seen so much happen and there's more regulation in teaching aerial silks than math. (laughs) Yes, It's (laughs) it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. There's, the, the training is not, the training is the go in the classroom and experience it. I even mm-hmm. felt like my first year teaching, I didn't know what I was doing, yet I was treated like an authority figure. And right. it happened so quickly, like overnight, mm-hmm. where I was like, I was the student in the public, and see, I'm te- I was teaching in the same county that I was raised in. So oh, okay. there was times that I went back to my high school and my elementary school where I went to school and now Mm -hmm. I'm the teacher there and everything was reversed and it was surreal. I didn't feel like I was ready. I didn't feel like it was capable. And I made tons of mistakes. Oh yeah. A lot of mistakes, like some that I won't ever share. (laughs) (laughs) So if I, I mean, I can't even imagine somebody just, yeah. And sometimes they'll just put substitute teachers in classes Mm -hmm. to cover and right. they won't have any training. And I, when mm-hmm. I say any, they might have like a day. I think it was a three-day class that they, the substitute teachers would get trained in. And all they had to have was, I think there was, you had to have an associate's degree in okay. something. That's it. Mm. And that's it. So, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. why, I mean, who do you want teaching your child? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because as a parent, I found, you know, I, did, I had no idea what the word phonics was when I started homeschooling my kids. I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't do it the best, but, you know, it's God provided. He has a lot of grace over us. Yes. <laughs> and um, and you just learn along with them. And, yeah. and that's okay. It's okay that you are learning. It's It's good that you're learning. It's, you know, we need to keep doing that. And I think going back again to this whole discussion of parents, you know, a lot of um, grandparents, a lot of people who are older, they, they lose that will, that passion to live and, um, and to use their brain. And we see a lot of people, you know, going, you know, early onset of Alzheimer's and things because they're not using all of the brain that they should be using. And kids have a way of activating learning and making us young again. And, um, and so, so yeah. I've seen studies on that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's Absolutely. Yeah. 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 The, the more I dive into all of this, the longevity and, and things like that with, you know, they're like, if you're in your fifties and sixties, you should still be on the playground. <laughs> and, and it may look a little weird if you don't have a child with you. So, you know, if you have a child or a grandchild, join them. And yeah. <laughs> I think that's um, some of my greatest advice. So um, yeah. what would advice would you like to close with um, as we wrap this conversation up? Oh, my goodness. Um, I would just be repeating myself. Just um, that's okay. I guess I, seek the Lord, be humble. I, the biggest thing is just humility and being humble and prayer. Yeah. And knowing how Absolutely. important family is to God and community. Yeah. And that homeschool doesn't have to look like mm. public school. Yes. Yeah. God does value that. That's why he gave us those communities. Just mm-hmm. naturally, we, we have and them. they won't and look perfect. Right. Exactly. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> It's a training ground for all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you, Leilani. I appreciate your conversation with me today. This has Thanks. been so encouraging. And um, I know that our listeners have a lot to take away from um, just by all that you've shared and just a lot of wisdom in that. Um, and, you know, God gives us those struggles to um, to just really show us what um his truths in a, in such a, a genuine, you know, real way that, um, that we don't really grasp until we, we wrestle with it like that. Um, and you've done a lot of wrestling, (laughs) (laughs) maybe almost physically with your, your Mm (laughs) mother-in-law, but, um, but in the end it's turned into something beautiful. And I'm thankful that you were able to share it with us today. Yes. Thank you. 
Absolutely. So make sure you check out all of Leilani's resources. I will share those links in the show notes, both through the podcast and on the YouTube channel. And then next time we're going to be talking about motivating writers. Ideas are genius and how to take your child's ideas and turn them into writing um, for them. Because so many kids ask, how do I write? What do I write about? Well, my guests next week are going to be talking about that. So you'll want to join us then. So um, thanks again, Leilani. Appreciate your time. And thank you, all of you. God bless. And I will see you all next week here on the show. Bye, everyone. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. This has been Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcast.